I just felt like my little secret for me was like, I don't think anyone can match my pace or, you know, stuff in like, because I would come into the business world and it's like, sure. I don't think anyone can match my pace because yeah. I was just out killing myself, mm -hmm. you know, for hours and hours and hours. I'm Chris Lamb. This is the Money Hole Podcast where we talk about good people, good money. Please make sure to like, subscribe, download, and leave us a comment. It would help us out a ton. Today, I'm here with my good friend who I haven't seen for a while, mm -hmm. Trevor Nelson. Thanks for coming, man. I'm so happy to be here, man. Thanks me for too. Me. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. We run into each other a little bit, and we know a lot of the same people, but that just seems to be life around here. Yeah. You know? Well, anytime I see you, man, I'm always so happy to see you. I you always know? grin ear to ear. You're one of those guys. <laughs> I'm not even messing around. That's Likewise so true. Likewise brother. Yeah. Thanks um, so much, Trevor. And I know that about you. That's We yeah. got a connection, man. Yeah. Um, well, just 100%. for people watching, I want to. I don't even know how to describe you. I'm going to tell you what I remember, though. Okay. Okay. I know this about you. You are an ultra marathon runner and you, anytime I've ever known you over the years and you just told me it's been 15 years since we trained together. Mm -hmm. um, you've always been super into really hard things in life mm -hmm. like that you pushed yourself to limits. And I remember a funny story when I first met you back then, you were even going to Chico state. And if you remember this, I hope I'm going to get in trouble yeah. here, but you were doing nude uh, you, were like, oh, you were sitting in a chair oh, nude and, and the college they were drawing you yeah because like, oh, <laughs> so, God. hey you said you're an open book no you're so funny yeah so you're well what i realized is that i could um i could hold still for a long time okay that's basically what it boiled down to and i was like hey man, well it's not i was that's away. not what it boils down to if i put in for that job <laughs> the money was good i needed money i was a poor student i grew up poor i needed money and uh, I just like $20 an hour and I can hold still for like a couple of hours and make some money. I thought that was kind of cool. And plus, of course, I realized now in hindsight, uh, college was not built for, I think, can I say guys like you and me? You, you know, you frankly, you, want, man. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel about it now. I don't feel like it was a waste of time. It was very explorative, nothing crazy, you know what I mean? Or debaucherous. But um, I was taking, you know, world religion courses and finding out about the world in a, at a time, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself, but this is, you know, 1999, 2000, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I think it's, uh, wor it's worse now. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tolerate it probably now. Yeah. No offense to folks that do, but once again, um, being an entrepreneur, right. It wasn't built for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't college. College has its place for a lot of people. hundred percent. I'm a big believer. But I was meeting with this young man recently who, literally just graduated high school and he's one of the brightest young men at his age I've ever met. And cool. I won't say his name, but we were, he just graduated high school and he's been helping me with some business things. Mm -hmm. And you've met those prodigies. Those really young 100%. people are like, Oh they my get gosh, it. this kid's going to explode. Mm -hmm. He's so much further beyond his years. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I said, are you going to go to college? And he went like this. No. Yeah. And I was like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Right? You're like, we don't want to stunt your growth. I think high school was holding him back. Okay. He's yeah. that smart. I could totally see like, that. This kid is... You'll see that in athletics sometimes yeah. too, right? Yeah. You just go right to the pros. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. The world's so... I mean, come on. Think about how much the world's changed. I mean, exponentially, exponentially yeah. in 20 plus years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wild. Um, and the opportunities. I mean, you could... I don't know what... I, if you Do you ever call it like what you've done? You're a very prolific investor and very, very savvy business person and a wonderful person. But do you ever think that you invented your own job? Cause that's kind of how I feel starting my own company. I invented my own job. Kinda. Yeah. I, I do. My I niche. feel like more, I feel more like I was, I was drifting in a part in my life. Mm -hmm. There's a season of my life where I was drifting mm -hmm. 
Then there was a season where I became really driven. Mm, 100%. And at this stage of my life, I describe it as I feel like I'm being directed. I love that. Does that make sense? You have a lot to give. Well, yeah. And I just, I just feel, you know, a lot of it's my spirituality is Mm -hmm. I feel like there's this, um, I just feel like everything is working together. I heard a guy describe it earlier today. He said, my, my buddy, Josh Barker, he was, I got to say that for him. I want to steal his stuff. But he said that at this stage in his life, he, it feels like he's putting these puzzle pieces down Mm -hmm. and he's been putting them down long enough where he's starting to finally see this picture Mm. and it's changing his life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. as he's doing it. It's harmonious. Yeah, it's harmonious. Yeah, that's a great way to put we it. We built a really, really cool company, my partner and I. And when I tell folks all the time, when they're like, wow, I just really like what you guys do, or, oh my gosh, I really love working with this company. I never thought I like found my dream job and stuff like that. And I said, well, and my partner, Jason, um, best friend, um, I said, well, you're getting our best version. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that you know yeah it takes a long time i'm 40 something years old 43 <laughs> well hey for, but you know what i mean it's yeah just, it, you, I, I didn't expect it when my 20s i didn't yeah. expect that i didn't expect it in my 30s necessarily i didn't really have anything figured out until yeah mid 30s and you know and and realizing how much i guess life meant to me right yeah you know well hey so, just remind i would love to hear it again but i'd love yeah. people watching yeah. to hear what is it exactly? I know you got a couple things going on, but if you go yeah. walk through, what do you do right now? So I own HJA Fundraising. We okay. run, yeah. So we help nonprofits raise more money. That's okay. what we do, man. You know, and it's big, non- re- big nonprofits, big nonprofits, yeah. a lot of very, very large. Yeah. Non- we're very blessed. I mean, mm-hmm. our strength is not only our team, of course, but our clients, yeah. right? So we help nonprofits with their event fundraising. But mm-hmm. what's interesting, because we talked about the pod and and stuff, you know, we've done 116 webinars, you know, weekly webinars. Yeah. So super consistent in that regard. But what we spend most of our time doing is is helping nonprofits with things that don't really involve what we actually provide, right? If that makes yeah. sense. We just coach them. Consulting. A hundred percent. Yeah. We coach them. Yeah. We coach them up. And it almost it almost seems like for lack of a better explanation, it seems like our products and services and what we truly invoice people for is kind of an afterthought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we decided collectively, once again, my partner and I, and then our entire team, um, we all bleed the same sincerity, right? Um, with the folks that we get to help. Um, we just started giving it away. That's yeah. What we say, we just give it away, the information. Yeah. And we're really great arbiters and vessels for the information because we get to work with, you know, a thousand fundraising events like banquets and mm-hmm. galas and online auctions mm-hmm. and all these fundraising um, ventures that these different nonprofits that we get to work with um, embark upon. So when we see the hits, we want to share them, right? And that's yeah. what we do. And, and it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been, I can't even put it into words, bro. It, I'm, it gets me I don't, we haven't yeah. talked for a lot. So I don't yeah. know exactly like wh- what your belief systems are, but you know, in the, in the Christian world, mm-hmm. we have these two mentalities we talk about a lot, which are mm-hmm. totally applicable to everybody. It's mm-hmm. this abundance mindset hundred percent, versus the poverty mindset. 100%. You've heard those. hundred percent. So what I hear you describing is the abundance mindset. And what I'd love to know is like, yeah. did you always have that growing up? I did because I, it's interesting because um, I'm wildly competitive, and I, I and I know you're in a very competitive space, right? Yeah, um, and it's I a feel, little different, but it's hundred percent at, right? at the core. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and there's all these different preconceived notions and 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 foundational thoughts and things like that. Um, but a couple of things, I absolutely believe in the abundance mindset, absolutely mm-hmm. through and through. I believe it's a very very big world. 
Like I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Um, I don't focus on comp on competitors. What I focus on is our clients and our people. It's, I don't want to sound cliche. It's really the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I focus on what we on being different. Frankly, when it comes to competition or other folks, we yeah. play well with others. I just want our clients to win. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I am a big big believer in. I want everyone to experience that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want everyone to experience what abundance feels like and joy and happiness, frankly. Um, and that's what I'm on. That's yeah. the, that's, it feels like the path that I'm on. But yeah, I have always felt that, but I've always, bro, I've always been an optimist. Yeah. I'm just optimist. I wake up every day very, very happy. I've been blessed with that. You know, I, I've never met you in a, a weak moment. I'm sure you have them. I have. But I've never met you in yeah. a moment where you weren't so optimistic. Yeah, I really and positive. Yeah, man. I really feel like I was given a gift. Yeah. I really feel that way. It is yeah. a gift. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I'm we're trying to, you know, we're doing our very best to share it and you know, and and uh yeah, so talking like this is is part of it, I suppose. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, so one of the things we talk about here is we talk about money and it's part, part of, and part of how that plays into wholeness, because yep. I think for me and a lot of guys, I know when we think about the word whole, we, we think we don't necessarily think about money. It's money gets mm -hmm. kind of put aside sure. or, or it ends up being, I, I don't have time for wholeness yep. because I'm going after money. I could see that. I and think we all go through that at some point, right? We, when we're making money, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's sacrifices that have to be made. 100%. Um, but but what, I, what we like to talk about here is like people's journey with um, figuring out what wholeness means to them. Mm -hmm. Because, you, you know, you being in the competitive sports world for so many years, mm -hmm. you know, from the outside looking in, I would see some of those guys you used to run with. I'd be like, that is a healthy person. But mm -hmm. you and I both know that there's always a story behind 100%. the story for yeah. anyone in any field. We're complicated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what does that mean for you today? Like when you think of that word wholeness, I don't know if you think about that word a whole lot, but what does that mean to you today? Uh, when I think of that, I think of, well, I think of a number of things. I mean, I think that um, you definitely know when you're not whole, mm -hmm. right? It's palpable. Yes. There's a lot of pieces of the pie, right? And I think it's- a, What is a, it? What are some signs when you're not whole? Like, what does that look like? Maybe you're not getting along with your spouse. There's, you know, maybe, you know, right. Maybe you have a bad relationship, a poor relationship with money. Maybe you're trying to tear down some societal thoughts that might be, you know, that might be tearing you down or, or bringing you down or, I don't know. I just feel like, I, I almost feel like somebody, maybe someone's pushing against your chest or like the brakes are on, right? Mm -hmm. But we all want the brakes to be off. We all want to, mm -hmm. like, we all want to run. You know yeah. what I mean? We're like racehorses, right? We're built like yeah. that, right? Um, but I think identifying that, um, hey man, I mean, I, I um, my life started changing in a really, really good way uh, when I met my wife and you asked me about God and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So um, I didn't grow up in the church and um, I had a really hard dad, hard. And uh, I had a very, very kind, loving mother. And I'm so, I mean, and if I didn't, I'd be, we wouldn't probably be sitting here right now, yeah. right? So um, what I started doing was when things started changing for me and I changed my relationship with money and started realizing that I wanted to live for me an mm -hmm. abundant life. And I met my wife who made me believe that there's a God. Right. right? And yeah. And we had a baby and it made me believe that there's angels. There, you know, like I'm yeah. surrounded by angels. That's really yeah. how I feel. And I'm a soulful person. I really do feel. Uh, but I didn't grow up in the church in that traditional sense. Um so when that started happening, I started writing things down and I just now started sharing, this is not like an advertisement or anything like that, but I just started sharing. You asked me what, 
uh, what wholeness feels like. Yeah. And I think it, for me, it's, uh, I started writing down like these actual rules that I live by. And one of them, the first one was be kind to everyone, especially yourself. And what I, what I equate that to is that you cannot give what you do not have. Yeah. So if you're not whole, you can't give to the most important people around you. You yeah. can't give to your clients. You can't give to teammates. You can't mm -hmm. give to your, you know, your, your, your people that work with you, your partner, whoever. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what that means to me. You know, that's so, good. Yeah. 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 I think for me, when I'm out of whack yeah. or disconnected, yeah. um, I notice it in my sleep. hundred percent. Um, I notice it, like you said, I, I'm a little more irritable mm -hmm, for sure, my, which creates tension with my spouse Yes, because they're, they're who's close. They're the ones that see us at our worst and yep. we're around them the most. Yep. My kids. Yep. And I just feel less inspired. 100%. Which for me at this point in my life, man, that, that feels like I'm dying. I think it's really important to, for me, the way I equate it is, um, um, there's people that surround me that I absolutely adore and they make me want to run through walls. Mm -hmm. They make me feel like you said, inspired, yeah. right? Like if I can surround myself, I've been exceptionally lucky. This conversation yeah. is no different. I, yeah. br I've been beyond the moon lucky with people I've come, you know, the people that I know and we know yeah. a lot of the same people and in business and in athletics and every brother I've been over the moon blessed. Um, but I have noticed that there are people that can be d huge detractors, like, yeah. like energy vampires or whatever, mm -hmm. right? You want to call them, like you want to put a label on them. And there's people that literally make me feel like I could run through a wall. Yeah. For them, for myself, for the collect the collective, you know, purpose, all those things. And I think that's really important to identify that, right? Yeah. Um, and like you said, it can feel really bad <laughs> when you don't feel that way, you know? Yeah, no, you said something that's so key. And we talk a lot about that here is mentoring and yes. and then running with the right people. Yep. And, and it's hard because Rather. it's like, I remember I grew up in, I grew up in AA to, to some degree. Mm -hmm. And I remember they would say yep. things like, um, hang with the winners. Mm -hmm. But then they would say like, don't judge others. Yeah. Like, I don't it's know tough, how I right? do both those things. It's tough. It is hard social. because yeah, when you grow up with people, like you start, when you start out running them mm -hmm. and, and you're trying to drag people up the mountain with you, whatever mountain that That's is, tough. like letting go of relationships because they're not healthy for you, man. That is a tough thing to do. That's a huge learning. And so many people don't do it. No. And it really, um, there's nothing more sad than a waste of talent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's a lot of room for that in this, you know, and of course, when people, you know, pull you down, that's a real drag. We've all had those stories, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Relationships, friendships, yep. business partnerships, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's amazing how you view it in hindsight and go, oh, wow, that was a no brainer. So I'm a part of a couple nonprofits yeah, I know. and yeah. yeah, one of them is they're both incredible, okay. but the, the one specific one this is a nonprofit that I think has one of the most meaningful messages for what's happening today. I'd like to know about it. And the other part of this nonprofit that's unique is the people that are running it and around it are literally some of the most incredible people I've ever met in their life who are connected to the greatest world changers I, I've ever known. They're connected to the mission. They're, it's incredible. Yeah. And yet one of the biggest challenges they have mm -hmm. is they have the best ideas, the greatest vision. Mm -hmm. They have the the people, the connections, but man, it was the first time where I realized connections, vision, mission, purpose without resources. Difficult. 
difficult. 100%. And so, and I, I never had a hard time raising. Money. I never even knew there was a need for someone like you. And now I know oh, that so much. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I'm going to try to connect. I'm not saying you. for me, but I'm just saying, well, yeah, there's a need for all of those organizations to raise money. Yeah. Right? So I, I want to shift here and talk about money because, okay. you know, with what you do, you're, you're addressing that need, but you're also around people who have resources. 100%. And what are some of the things that you've learned by seeing these people who are generous and mm -hmm. like their life and how it affects their life. And, you know, what has that taught you about generosity by being around wealthy people that give money? Oh yeah. Countless things. I don't know how long we have, but yeah. Keep going. A couple things, man. One is, and I, I, I'm, I have a habit of not answering questions directly. Um, these nonprofits, they're a 501c3, right? That's just a tax, des tax mm -hmm. designation. They're yeah. still a company, right? They still have to make payroll. They still have to serve the mission, their constituents, whoever they might be, right? Uh, conservation. We're big in the conservation space. I know that you really believe in that big time oh, in yeah. the bones. And I think that's amazing um, because I've seen it in, in real life. Mm -hmm. um, what I've noticed is in working with nonprofits, a couple of things. I think that once, I think it actually has something to do with a societal relationship with money, mm -hmm. actually, right? Which you could speak to for hours and hours and hours. And, and you do on a regular basis. And I think a lot of times when you're working on a nonprofit, you're thinking with your own checkbook. I think there's a lot of trepidation, societal once again, with making a big ask for money. I think that when you have a board, when you have a committee, you know people that that are either, there's zero degrees of separation of wealth or there's one degree of separation of wealth, right? We all, mm. there's not very much separating us these days. It's kind of a beautiful time to raise money if you think about it. Yeah. But it really is, it really is predicated on your outlook, right? And I think realizing there's a massive amount of money in the system, right? Yeah. You know this, right? That's why the Fed can't br break this economy. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> it's resilient. To, and, and, and yeah, we've been through some of the hardest times and we've seen nonprofits firsthand raise more money than they ever had before mm -hmm. and serve people like doing God's work. You yeah. know what I mean? Real, real amazing. I mean, like we have, a, we work with nonprofits of all shapes and sizes, Muscular Dystrophy Association, Neurodegenerative Diseases, an organization that sends children that have been affected by cancer and their siblings to camp, like everything, conservation, wow. small Catholic schools, this and other thing. And the ones that hit out of the park are A, not afraid to ask for money. Mm -hmm. They're not afraid to be creative. There's an amazing, amazing injection of, like the people you were describing with your nonprofit, uh, uh, amazing injection of talent into yeah. the nonprofit space. I'm yeah. very grateful for that. COVID, for lack of a better explanation, kind of ushered a lot of that in. Mm -hmm. Super grateful for that because of the work that these organizations are doing. But there's so many resource, resources out there, but sometimes folks don't really like that. Once again, there's a lot of preconceived notions about money or should I ask? Or, you know, we talk about this day in and day out. It's like, if you get a meeting with someone that has wealth or a Fortune 1000 company that literally has someone probably on staff that their job is to d distribute funds, to nonprofits mm -hmm. locally or mm -hmm. nationally or globally, you know, or you just know someone that has crazy capacity and access, you're in their office for a reason. They know you're going to ask them for money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just think tearing down the trepidation and fear that people have, I mean, it's like cold calling. Yeah. Right? There's so much, there's so much symmetry between that. And it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to get on the phone and ask people for money. It's difficult to sit down in someone's office when you've never met them before, but maybe you've only, you know, seen them at an event and shook their hand and maybe shared a, a telephone call with them. It's very difficult to ask them for $50,000. Yeah. But it's that $50,000 that's going to make, you know, affect the change that you're looking to affect in the world and send 50 kids to camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's real. So getting people to tear down, once again, thinking with their own checkbook, it's like people that have wealth are, you know, like they have wealth. 
But at the end of the day, they're still people. And right? they, they didn't always have wealth. And I, 100%. And, and I, I think the people watching this, a lot of them, I'm trying to picture myself listening sure. to this conversation. Sure. At, and, you know, the average person, 25 to 45, yeah. watching this. Okay. I, I, I would probably think to myself, well, that would be cool. I would love to be able to write a check for 50000 someday. Yeah. Um, I think the real thing that would be cool is I would love to be the person that is excited and capable yes. of giving that kind of money one yes. day. You know, what are, you've been hanging around with some rich people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and this is your world right now. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things you would say to like someone who's a middle-class family who listens to this podcast, who wants to learn how to invest and, you know, they can't even really, like writing a $50,000 check is a little too far for That's them. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But but what, were, what would be some of the things you would share with someone like that? About about giving? Yeah. About how, them putting themselves in the position where giving's even an option. Oh, gosh. I mean, you, I, you'd probably be a better person to ask that than yeah, me. Yeah, but I'd love, I'd love to hear from you, <laughs> yeah. man. What we say is, we say um, uh, a lot of times we'll give folks little little tidbits. We'll say, I know that you can, and I know that you care, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if it's, the, you know, the $1,000 donor if you know, if you galvanize enough of them, they're just as important as the ten thousand dollar per. We always, right. we don't say the fifty thousand dollar figure very often. We say um, can write a check for ten thousand dollars and not miss it. How many people on your board know someone that can write a ten thousand dollar check and not miss it? Sure. Is what we say all yeah. the time, right? But for folks that are you know our age or younger or whatnot, what's interesting is the the uh, demographic and and the willingness to give has changed dramatically over the last couple of years. A lot of, of younger people. A lot of younger people giving yeah. to a lot of different organizations. There was a a time and a trend to give to one organization that you really did care about mm -hmm. deep in your soul. Yep. Maybe it if maybe it was your child school or your alma mater, right? Or you're an alumni of whatever program or whatever yeah. school, and you were really really, you know, down for that cause. Um now we're seeing giving spread out, right? And yeah, I have I a theory for why, by the way. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. 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 When, when I started this podcast, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't know exactly what it was or sure. what it was. And I don't That's think- That's kind anyone, of the beauty yeah, of it. I don't think yeah, I like that. It's it exciting. It. I think it's exciting. But as I've been focusing on what I say, OPM, other people's money with my team, with my yeah. friends, and I'm starting to realize that people right now are starting to understand, they may not even have the language for it. Mm-hmm that our country is on an unsustainable path mm. in so many ways. Mm. And I think that people deep down are starting to realize like they need to, they need to find a way to make change. Mm. And I think what my whole thing is, is it's got to start with you. And I know that sounds cliche, but yeah. specifically but with real. your own money. Yeah. Like if you can't get your money healthy, and figure out how to how to put yourself in a position where you have options. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy options. Mm -hmm. Then you won't be able to call a guy like you and say, "Hey, my kid had this issue, mm -hmm. and he's better now because of your nonprofit." How do I get involved in that? Yeah, because I really want to be able to sew into what you guys are doing because it helps someone I know. Absolutely. And so, really, that's what this podcast is becoming is trying to help people get to a place where giving and being a part of a nonprofit is even something they can do. Absolutely. Because if you talk to anyone who has money and is half happy, whole, mm -hmm. you'll realize they have a tremendous amount of purpose in their life. And mm -hmm. usually it comes down to, at the end of the day, writing yeah, checks. Totally, totally. Um, 
I think it's I think it's easier to access and to see in real time what these organizations are doing, which mm-hmm. I actually think is really, really cool, especially on a community level. You can really go and get out there and see it. I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. You can see the work that these organizations are doing. People like to, and the light's on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can call it whatever, the internet, you, you know, with the, the age that we're in right now or what have you. Chat but, GPT. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what is also something very interesting, Chris, that we like to say too, um, or at least that we've noticed, um, people like to be a part of a winner. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, um, uh, you know, helping a nonprofit or being a part of a certain charity or a conservation group, people like to be a part of a winning recipe and a winning organization. Giving it's is doing, fun. It is really fun because fun. seeing what happens, yeah. right, to children, for instance, we always, because I mean, that's obvious, right? You know, helping children is amazing. Um, we see it a lot with, once again, with Habitat and the conservation groups that we work with and whatnot. Seeing that in real time is palpable. It's visceral. Um, it, in, it inspires giving mm-hmm. and the lights on. And then you were talking about what's going on with the world and the country and I think that there's absolutely a battle between light and darkness right mm-hmm. now. You can see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I do think that having your platform and talking, you know, just having conversations, yes. I think that's it galvanizes people, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, there, there's more that unites us. Obviously, I'm not trying to get like, you know, <laughs> get, get all, uh, what have you, uh, pontificating or what have you, but there's more that galvanizes us than not, right? Yep. And uh, we have more commonality than we think. Yeah. You know, yeah, Yeah, I I agree, man. So, well, in wrapping up here, I wanted to ask you a question, you know, your, your, your life has changed so much since I first met you. Yeah. Big tremendously. I would love to hear, like, when we talk about, uh, this, you, it seems like you're pursuing some incredible things. You're on your bike, you're hanging out with incredible people and you have such a big purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. What's, what does, uh, what does the future look like for you when you think about who you're becoming and, uh, you know, the, the, the way you, your, your partnership with your marriage, mm. kids, um, are you, you know, retiring, staying mm-hmm. in shape? You, you know, you said you're mm-hmm. riding bikes now instead of running every day. Yeah. yeah. Know, what's your, what's your vision? Uh, my vision looks very bright. <laughs> well, that seems very apparent. Uh, some really tactical. I'm not trying to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. some tactical no. things. Well, I will say, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna answer something about the past before I talk about the future. And what I was, um, what I realize now in hindsight is that um, I was very patient with myself. You know, there's a lot That's of so times funny. where I was I was I was doing a lot of stuff that didn't equate into dollars in the bank. Yeah. Um, and I had apple juice and peanut butter and jelly in the fridge and I had a Literally. little one. Yeah. And then I got, you know, there was times where I was, um, competing full time as a triathlete and I got sponsored by a cookie company and I had no money and I didn't have a lot of food. And I just remember like, you know, a couple times a month I'd get these really, really dense caloric cookies, um, shipped to me. Right. And I didn't know, I, I loved it and I love being in shape and I love being outside every day. And that really tickled me. And I didn't know how it was going to pay off. And what was interesting and the reason why I feel like my future is bright and I don't know what the outcome is. I'm certainly not going to retire. You mentioned retirement. I don't, you know, I'll never stop, you know, doing something. <laughs> that was probably the wrong. You know? <laughs> no, just so, but, but, uh, but yeah, but, um, and that's a lovely goal to have, by the way, because yeah, I want people some. to retire and travel some, and yeah. enjoy the sunshine and put your yeah. you know toes in the sand, so to speak. And I enjoy that stuff very, very much. Um, but um you know, I was patient with myself. I didn't know how those things were going to pay off for me. And what it ended up doing was it made me feel like um, I could really do anything, frankly, if I could train all day or do Ironman or run a 50 mile race and stuff like that. Um, I just felt like my little secret 
for me was like, I don't think anyone can match my pace or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff in like, cause I would come into the business world and it's sure. like, I don't think anyone can match my pace. Yep. Cause I was just out killing myself, mm-hmm. you know, for hours and hours and hours. And I didn't know how that was going to equate. And it really did. And I'm just, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out by the time you're whatever, 30 or 35 or even yep. 40. And I don't even have things figured out right now. You never will. Right. And it's just, I really, really, in, I'm really, really enjoying the time. Yeah. I'm really, really enjoying the, the, the people that I get to come into contact with and, and, and share these stories with. It's all very, very fascinating to me. Um, the entire journey. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I just growing this company yeah. has been, you know, it's, it's paramount to yeah. me and it's i see the real i see the work that we're doing yeah and um uh pretty pretty amazing time for us and i'm very very enthralled with what the future holds right um and trying to yeah affect as much change as we possibly can in the in a positive way um yeah i got a little one at home you got little ones yeah. i mean that keeps us busy you know uh and i got a lovely wife who just finished her last day of school today so i get to have her at home for the summer so she's a teacher so that's really really cool it's gonna be a good so, summer it's gonna be really great man it's well, gonna be really great yeah so you know trevor when i look at you you know and in closing i i see you as someone who has it all and is successful oh, thank by, you from my definition of success well, having it all <laughs> marriage the family you know, your money's whole, it's not all about it, but you also know it's important. You're raising money, you're changing the planet. Uh. And I've always seen you that way. And I think one of the things I want to end with is just, I was talking to a guy yesterday on a Zoom call who owns a bunch of companies on TV, uh, works with Tony Robbins, golfing with this guy named Grant Cardone, who some people will know. Right, right. And one of the things he was telling me in some of the marketing he's helping with, he said, the first thing I tell everybody is they need to have put their head down and became the best at something for 10 years Mm. with blinders on. He's like, because if you don't do that first, and and when I hear your story, like that's what I hear is like, sure, it was different than what I did or what David did or some other people, but you had your blinders on and you became excellent at something that was totally outside of what you're doing now, but you, you paid, you, you paid your dues. And, and now you're, you're in this whole new adventure and journey and the skills that you learned were totally applicable Mm -hmm. and the relationships you built. Mm are the, are key and paramount. So, that's your, that's your equity. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you for, for coming on, man, Thanks, and making brother. time for me. Yeah. I, I'm tickled to be here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thanks thank for you, having buddy. me, man. Yeah. Really Please cool. make sure to like, subscribe, download. And if you would leave us a comment, we'd love to hear your thoughts, ask a question. Thank you for checking out the Money Hole Podcast. Money Hole.